Investing. Should be easy, right? For most people, though, the process of investing can be daunting. And savvy investing? Impossible. Here at Alliant Retirement and Investment Services, we don't think it should be that way. So we asked two of our financial consultants, Christian Japluha and Tom Davia, to share their advice with you. They're here to walk us through the fundamentals of investing so we can make informed and better decisions with our money and what we need to do to prepare for the road ahead. Hello, everyone. We're approaching the end of the year, which always gets so terribly busy. So we're glad you're taking a few minutes to listen today to help keep your financial plan on track amid all the chaos. The end of the year is a good time to take stock of many things in life, some with deadlines, some without. But a crucial step in any good financial plan is to revisit the subject of taxes, retirement, investments, and insurance. Today, we'll go over the pieces that fall into those buckets as you plan for the end of the year. And in two weeks, we'll bring you the second part of our year-end planning process, covering the buckets of retirement milestones, health, life changes, and family. So, today, let's begin with the topic of taxes, which has an important year-end deadline. Christian, as you're thinking about planning for the end of the year, what's something you want to make sure all of your clients have ready to go? The first thing you want to do is look at whether there are any relationship changes that need to be made, whether on the tax or insurance side of things. Another thing might be to document all major updates to you and your family, whether they're job-related, a relocation, family members, real estate, or any other investments. And Tom, what should I be thinking about tax-wise at the end of 2022 going into 2023? Let's start with your 2022 taxable income. You want to project your income for this year, 22, and possibly look ahead to 2023 to get a feel for what that might look like as well. In addition to your employment income, don't forget to include other taxable income like projected investment income and capital gains. Regarding investments, we want to review your realized and unrealized gains and losses for the year, which may be important this year with the recent stock market volatility. This is also a good time to collect and organize your investments cost basis information, either on current investment holdings or anything that you sold throughout the year, instead of having to scramble for that information in April. We also want to verify any loss carry forwards from last year to make sure those aren't forgotten. Finally, we want to review for potential deductions and credits for next year to make sure we've been tracking our donations to charities or any gift-giving plans. And there is a concept called bunching charitable gifts, which is grouping future charitable gifts into a single year in an attempt to surpass the standard deduction on an every other year basis. With that, look at sales of appreciated property and any record keeping that needs to account for it, providing all the information to your CPA. For self-employed individuals, you'll also want to organize all your receipts and expenses versus scrambling around at tax time. It's always helpful to get that information to your CPA sooner rather than later to avoid the crunch near the deadline. You should also consider, do I need to make quarterly estimated income tax payments to the IRS? Specifically, throughout the year, we have been promoting the idea of a Roth conversion. So if you've done a Roth conversion, you may have a larger tax liability than you did last year. The IRS, under certain circumstances, will want you to pay a quarterly estimated tax to avoid a penalty. 
you are making a payment, decide where those funds are coming from. If it's a large payment, you might have to sell some assets or raise cash somehow. So giving yourself a little bit of time to account for those bigger IRS payments is always helpful. Let's transition from taxes to retirement by discussing required minimum distributions or RMDs. There have been tax law changes to required distributions of IRA accounts, and there is pending legislation out there to change the ages once again. So you just want to make sure you're on top of that planning because the penalty, if you miss one of those RMDs, is 50% of the required distribution amount. The changes in the law also affect your retirement account beneficiaries. This is a great time of year to do a beneficiary review to make sure the designations are correct. What is the new proposed age? Yeah, everybody is familiar with age 70 and a half. That is now changed to 72. And there's the possibility of raising that to age 73 or even 75 in some cases. That's a really important point. Surprisingly, we do have people that come to us that have not taken the required minimum distributions that they're supposed to, whether for themselves or a parent. And that is a penalty we all prefer to avoid. But you can take them before then, right? It's just at 72 when it's required? Yes. If you're over 59 and a half, you can withdraw from your retirement accounts without a penalty. When you're 72, you're forced into it for your non-Roth retirement accounts. Also, don't forget to review contributions throughout the year, whether that's for an IRA or a 401k and possibly maxing out those accounts. Great idea to increase retirement savings whenever you can, get those deductions, whether in a company or a personal plan. What are the ages where you can start maxing out and start increasing your contributions? If people are 50 and above, they can add to their IRA and 401k with a catch-up contribution, also for their spouse. And those extra contributions make a big difference over time. Yeah, a catch-up contribution is available to anyone over age 50. Over 50, you can contribute an additional $1,000 annually to your IRA, bringing the total contribution to $7,000 per person. The catch-up provision for 401k plans is an additional $6,500 in 2022. This increases the amount permitted into this retirement account. One thing to be aware of, there's a maximum earnings limit on IRAs. You can contribute to a Roth IRA, for example, if you're married filing jointly and your combined income is under $204,000. Your contribution ability is eliminated over $214,000. And for single tax filers, the eligibility phase-out starts at $129,000 and is eliminated at $144,000. There are also earnings limitations on traditional IRAs, which is tax-deductible. This would phase out the tax deductibility of that pre-tax traditional IRA contribution. End of year is a good time to consider opportunities for a Roth IRA conversion. So whether or not people want to do this in the current year or another year, where they want to do that lump sum or spread it out over time, because it does add income to the tax return and that's going to be taxable. Also, any social security claiming strategies should be thought through. If that is a decision that you need to make in the near future, start to review it as well. If I could touch on the Roth conversion, there's generally two times a year that we look at. First is at the end of the year. 
With a financial plan created by one of our financial consultants, you will have a better idea of where your income is for the year. You will also have a better idea of where your effective tax rates will be, so you can make an educated decision on how much of a Roth conversion to do for this year and future years. The other time we want to look at for Roth conversions is when the market values are low. This allows us to consider taking advantage of recent market declines to complete a conversion. It will still cost you the same amount as a tax liability, but any potential future growth in the market after that conversion will be tax-free to you. So it just so happens the best two times to look at a Roth conversion, either lower market values or end of the year, are happening while we record this podcast. I'll just pop in here with a required disclosure. If you're converting a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA, you will owe ordinary income taxes on any previously deducted traditional IRA contributions and on all earnings. A conversion may place you in a higher tax bracket than you are in now. Withdrawal limitations from a Roth IRA and income limitations for future contributions to a Roth IRA should also be considered. In addition, if you are required to take a required minimum distribution, RMD, in the year you convert, you must do so before converting to a Roth IRA. Because Roth IRA conversions may not be appropriate for all investors and individual situations vary, we suggest you discuss tax issues with a qualified tax advisor. Now, back to our program. What about Social Security? Yes, Social Security has to do with a calendar year as well. This is a big part of your overall financial planning to answer the question, when should I start Social Security? First, you'll get an increase in what's called the deferred credits by waiting longer to take your Social Security benefits. Second, that amount will also go up by the cost of living adjustment every year, or the COLA. For 2023, this increase will be 8.7%, the largest increase in 40 years. And we can help answer these questions with a little proper planning. Don't forget to confirm your investment strategy and asset allocation, especially if there are multiple retirement and taxable accounts, whether ETFs, stocks, or mutual funds, making sure that those are all in line with the goals of your portfolio and that the pricing is cost-effective and value-driven. Look at the growth, the dividend, the income components of your portfolio. You'll want to think about any employee stock options and restricted stock grant plans and the timing of possible sales. The next thing I would mention is tax loss harvesting, with it being a very difficult year in the market. This might be a chance to review our portfolios and offset winners with losers in a tax-efficient manner. You can then have a tax deduction for that year up to certain limits. Another topic is relocation. That's come up with a lot of people in more expensive zip codes. It can be tough to get a new mortgage today. So just balance out those thoughts of relocation with what's possible and what's practical. Your end is a good time to do it. And with mortgages, not our area of expertise, but from a cash flow perspective, you want to factor in all expenses into your budget. If your adjustable rate mortgage is going to come due, Make sure you have the cash flow to support the change and knowing what those terms are. Is there anything else that you would say is most important at this time of year? One other thought. You have a child, a grandchild, a great-grandchild, any minor with earned income, they are eligible to contribute to a Roth IRA. Maybe they've spent the money on other things. Maybe a grandparent or great-grandparent would come in and say, hey, I will match you and I will open this account for you with 
X amount of dollars that you've earned. Now, all of a sudden, for the next 40 or 50 or 60 years, they have tax-free compounded growth, which turns out to be quite an amount, or as I call it, a gift of a lifetime. That's a nice idea. Right now, I'm just putting money away for my son into a savings account. Christian, what about you? One of the last things I would say is consider if there are any excess cash or rebalancing opportunities with your portfolio, possibly average into and purchase equities during this time of the year or early next year. With equities and fixed income down, we are seeing some value come back into the market. But you need to be both strategic and tactical about any decisions. Remember to stay disciplined. Buying dips in the market is usually the path to higher returns over the long term. Great. Let's close out with insurance. Tom, will you take us through the finer points? You know, turning the calendar into January doesn't really affect the life insurance conversation, but it's a good milestone in the year. As long as we're going through the review process, are there any material changes in your life that might require more or less life insurance? Marriage, birth, death, divorce? Or are there any financial circumstances that might require some changes in the coverage that you already have? This would involve reviewing your existing policies. Do you have the correct coverage? What is the ultimate purpose of this insurance? Can these existing policies be improved? And have you considered long-term care insurance? Because nothing wreaks havoc through a financial plan like long-term care expenses, especially discovered too late in the planning process. Yeah. And building on what Tom said, make sure to update all your beneficiaries as it applies to any insurance policies or annuities. See if you can get better value on any property or umbrella insurance contracts. Sometimes the carriers, in order to cover their losses, will increase the cost of that insurance significantly. So maybe it's time to put it up for bid. And then review those utility costs with natural gas prices having risen this year. How can we offset those costs in the next year? Because some people are seeing much higher utility expenses. And you'll want to look at other options like solar, any credits that are available also. Let's review our four topics today. Taxes, retirement, investments, and insurance. Tom, can you start with giving us taxes in a nutshell? Oh, Brooke, that would be a large nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep in mind December 31st. We could work on year-end tax strategies up until then, but after that, it's a 2023 conversation. So make a list of the most important things to accomplish this year, and let's work on them together. Next, dust off the retirement plan and consider whether it's on track or if you need to make adjustments. Although this has been a volatile year in the markets, take this opportunity to review your existing portfolio for its strengths, its weaknesses, and opportunities for improvement. You should keep in mind your short-term and long-term goals and how well-positioned you are currently invested to reach them. Insurance premiums add up in the budgeting process. Make sure you are getting competitive rates for the coverage you need. Get rid of those coverages you don't need. Thanks for attempting to wrangle these large topics into a sentence or two. Let's end the episode with our savvy advice of the day. Christian? Everyone has heard the old saw that time is money, but it's especially important to think about the financial plan at year end to put money and time on your side for 2023. And how about you, Tom? A person doesn't know how much they have to be thankful for until they have to pay taxes on it. Thank you both. As I mentioned, we have more year-end topics to discuss with you. So check back in two weeks 
when we'll have a fresh episode covering to-do items for retirement milestones, health, life changes, and family. You can find episodes of Invest Savvy on Apple and Google Podcasts and on all major platforms or on our website. We invite you to follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn for new episodes and educational webinars and articles. Just search for ARIS, A-R-I-S, Alliant, to like and follow. Thank you for listening to Invest Savvy, advice you need to know. To learn more about our hosts, Kristen Chupluha and Tom Davia, and the team at Alliant Retirement and Investment Services, please visit our website at aris.alliantcreditunion.com. If you have questions for our hosts, you can submit them through our website or email investment-services at alliantcreditunion.com. Christian Chabluha and Thomas Davia are registered representatives with and securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor and broker-dealer. Member FINRA SIP SIPC. Insurance products are offered through LPL or its licensed affiliates. Alliant Credit Union and Alliant Retirement and Investment Services, ARIS, are not registered as a broker-dealer or investment advisor. Registered representatives of LPL offer products and services using ARIS and may also be employees of Alliant Credit Union. These products and services are being offered through LPL or its affiliates, which are separate entities from and not affiliates of Alliant Credit Union or ARIS. Securities and insurance offered through LPL or its affiliates are not insured by NCUA or any other government agency, not credit union guaranteed, not credit union deposits or obligations may lose value. The opinions voiced in this podcast Podcasts are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss. Neither LPL Financial nor its registered representatives offer tax or legal advice. Always consult a qualified tax advisor for information as to how taxes may affect your particular situation. 